Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as self-esteem. Because people matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when all of that aligns, everything works. And on today's episode, we have a very fascinating person. And um, he is a young millennial. And Jameson, welcome to this episode today. Thank you, Marla. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so who is Jameson? And um, can you, and I'm actually, Jameson, I'm going to ask you to step out and say your last name, speak your, your full name so people can understand that. So my name is Jameson Alec Drapeau, and there's sort of a fascinating story that kind of ties along with that. My family originates from a small town called Drap, France, and it is just a little bit east of the city of Nice. So the last name is derived from makers of cloth and wool. So Drapeau is directly translated from French as flag. Interesting. I love it. And I love the fact that you know about your history. I mean, this, so this is why I think the people that are listening to this episode are going to just embrace you as a young millennial. And I just want to set you up, though, okay, before we jump into that. Um, Jameson, starting from a very young age, has been driven to push his limitations further and further in order to accomplish his, any challenges um, and interests. And that has led him to dedicate his efforts in an attempt to start his own company. And just the idea of being his own boss has expanded into tackling some very complex challenges in today's business world. And he is what I would call an automation expert. So he really knows the technology sector and how to automate. And um, this is where our conversation is going to go today. Is there anything to our episode? No, just that this isn't, isn't, uh, isn't practiced at all. So just bear with me if I make any mistakes. Oh, there are no mistakes. This is good. Hey, I'm a chief inspiration officer. I got your back on this. This is going to be really good. And the people that are listening to this, I mean, we're out there, you know, all of us, business owners, entrepreneurs, millennials, you know, that's the target market of this particular um, podcast. And so that's what I want to jump into. As a millennial, Jameson, um, first question I have are like, what are the challenges that you say you experience or would face um, in today's world? Well, I'm going to just going to go off on a limb here and say the biggest challenge any millennial is going to face, especially with this sort of age, you know, coming of being, going into your 20s and so on and so forth, you're starting to live on your own, be on your own. You know, there's this sense in the back of your head when you're transitioning into the adulthood where you've grown up your entire life with people telling you what to do. So the hardest part about being a millennial, in my mind, is trying to find your own path. Mm, okay. So define that even more, though. So, like, it, from, from a heart level, what does define your own path mean to you? Well, to me, it's more or less not giving in to outside influences and really just doing what you feel is right. And that can be anything from you know, taking a moment to, you know, even if it's, even if you're in a college setting, in a college classroom, you know, the, the professor is going to hand you an assignment. 
And out of this assignment, you can complete it and turn it in on time, which is completely fine. But you could take it to another level and, you know, make it the best work ever and get an A on the assignment. But there's another step, and people kind of have a really hard time with this, especially in my generation, is that why not go beyond the assignment if you have the extra time? We're constantly surrounded by television, advertisements, you know, social media, Facebooks, things that weren't in the realm of reality to people that are much, much older than my generation. So it's more or less getting around those things that kind of waste your time and moving into the whole area of exploration. I mean, it's, mm. it's taking that extra piece of time that we're allotted as people and just finding our own path. You know, what is that what does that assignment mean to you? And how do you take that assignment and then bridge it to other possibilities? Can you learn more on your own? You know, the internet has more information than 300 billion textbooks. It's that kind of stuff that I feel is difficult for people to comprehend. You know, how much potential we have as millennials is it's unfounded. Right. Incredible. Okay, so I'm listening to you, and we're speaking of challenges as a millennial, and you know, of course, it's finding your own path, right? Tell us where's your where are you at with your college experience currently, Jameson? Well, I started, you know, high. Your college career starts the moment you finish high school, and you're supposed right. to scout your registrations and everything. And instantaneously, I knew I didn't have the grades to get into the schools I really wanted to go. I wanted to go to Stanford, Harvard, Yale, anything I can get my hands on that was Ivy League and, you know, a couple hundred grand by the time you finished. And that's, that's a big challenge, especially, you know, when you come out of high school with bad grades. So I immediately started, you know, scouting colleges, calling the Stanford and Harvard administration offices, seeing what I could do to actually get into those places. But, you know, my father said he wasn't going to pay for them. So what ended up happening is I just went to a community college and thought that if I finished off of my four-year degree at some, you know, Big Ten University, traditionally the University of Madison, Wisconsin, has been renowned for computer science. I wanted to quickly finish off a, an associate's degree at Northeast Iowa Community College and transition there. But even as I was polling a near 4.0 GPA, they still found the need to reject me from the college when, you know, my family is well able to pay for it and so on and so forth. So it's just kind of this, this lingering thing in my mind that college might not be the answer for me not only because I found some really big struggles dealing with, you know, professors that assign assignments that are really, really, they're tedious. They don't allow you to explore the, the subject field. I've had one professor that was extremely, extremely good at actually doing this. His name was Jeremy Durrell. And he would assign us, you know, these article reviews for, it wasn't, okay, we're learning about catalysis. You have to go out and find something about electricity or anything like that. It was, you have the entire Internet at your disposal. Find an article, bring it back to me, and you will present your findings. That's the kind of thing college needs. It, it needs to allow people to, you know, kind of break down from this, you know, repetition, study, 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 and how about create, create, create. 
it's one thing to do what other people have been doing for thousands of years, but where's all this you know, innovation we always talk about? Where's the, where's the Steve and Jobs mentality? Where's the Mark Zuckerberg mentality when people kind of go outside of their classrooms and create their own things based on what they've already learned? And it just so happens that when I started doing that, it went from me you know, getting straight A's to me almost failing the classes I was in, but the level of knowledge I had because I wasn't going to the courses where the teacher would tell you things in a very repetitive and dull manner, I was learning on my own. And by the time I was done with my last semester at the University of Iowa, which was just last year, I kind of just realized that the amount of intelligence that I've gained from just learning on my own was much, much more so than the, what they were teaching in the classroom because you're more passionate about, about the things you pick up and the things you learn and you can kind of go your own direction. So the mm -hmm. whole college standpoint is really, it needs to be renovated in my opinion. Right, right. Yeah, and, and this is where you and I connected at that level. Um, you know, you are described as a very tenacious, persistent, hardworking individual, and um, you've got that visionary mindset, and you work day in and day out to accomplish stuff, knowledge for this format. Does that become an opportunity, or is it still yet an obstacle for you? I'm curious. I think everything that accounts for the barriers has to be taken in such a way that, you know, it's, Think about the problem of an immovable object and an unstoppable force. When the immovable object meets the unstoppable force, they can't cancel out to zero. That's just energy has to be conserved. So the object must therefore be moved and the force must therefore be stopped. So both you know, expectations are satisfied since you have this kind of infinite level of power. So the, the answer I'm going to give you is that it does not matter. As long as you can find the inner will to overcome those obstacles by being the immovable force, you are going to make some progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so here you here for just a minute, because this is what I find really fascinating about you, Jameson. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. <laughs> well, I don't want to get too technical because it is my passion, but if I were to answer your question in a simpler sort of format, I would kind of talk about my, my early years. You know, I grew up in, you know, kind of a really well-established elementary school system, middle school system, and, you know, early on a well-established high school system, and they brought about a lot of these different opportunities for me to kind of play with when you're young. Because when you are young, you actually have more neurons in your brain than is than as an adult. And the neurons don't have as many connections, and you really need to kind of play with your environment to sort of make these connections and strengthen the ones you're going to need more often. And that kind of ties in the whole idea with shaping or molding a young person's mind. So I would my experience with the whole logical format, and, you know, there's a, there's a path to everything. And... As I grew up, you know, sort of in the, I think it was the third grade, I actually took a bunch of pieces from the school supply room and, you know, with the permission of my teacher, but I, I needed a, some sort of base and some sort of, you know, dowel type objects because I wanted to build my own remote control car. 
I, my dad thought I was, you know, going insane or something because who wants to take the time? You know, we already had one that was really cool, but who wants to take the time to build their own? Right. So I took a bunch of his, yeah, I took a bunch of his RC airplane parts and I just kind of fashioned them together in this kind of jerry-rigged remote control car thing, but in the end it worked. And that's, that's kind of the beginning of my mindset that I knew. I knew from that day forward what I wanted to be was an inventor and somebody who, you know, takes that automotive process to the next level. So when we tie that creativity into this automation, you know, I see the computer as something that has, you know, a lot more speed than a human mind, but the human mind is ultimately what drives everything. You know, people influence people. It doesn't matter if, you know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, a peasant, you know, shoveling manure in Africa. It, it just doesn't matter. People are the ones behind the computers. They're the ones who invent the algorithms. Of course, the computer itself, even when you talk about quantum computing, is never going to have, you know, one to the 1,000 connections in the brain. There's literally 1,000 connections between every single neuron, and that's considered normal. There could be more or less. But if you have something like the human brain that has all those connections and it can quickly make the relationships between paths, then you have something like the computer, who is, which is extremely fast. And from this speed comes another thing that they're really good at. It's following instructions. So people can manipulate machines better than people can manipulate people. And it's, it kind of boils down into this crazy sort of theory. If you really look at it, you know, can we get machines to influence people and, you know, push people in the right direction? So that's the, that's the whole sort of automation thing I like to get into is, you know, the machines can, you know, follow their own processes, but how can I get my mind to influence the machine to influence other forces? Mm, I love it. Okay, so I talk about value. And here you are, you know, sharing a story about not getting the best grades to go off to the type of Ivy League college that to you, Jameson, and those that are listening to this episode are going, this kid's wicked smart. Like, once you have stepped into, and like you said, as a young person, when you said, I want to be an a, um, um, innovator and I want to create things, that's like immediately you light up in, in your voice. But bridge that gap. Like, so how have you stepped into that? I mean, like, how did you find that interest within yourself? And, um, where do you stand with that interest today? <laughs> well, I remember uh, giving you a phrase the other day, and I'm gonna, I don't need to say it, but the phrase I'm going to follow up with was, how can you expect to be found when you don't even know how to lose yourself first? There's, there's one path you need to take to find yourself. You are one person, one being. And, of course, you can branch off from that instantaneous moment in time and be anything you want to be. But in the essence, you are Marlo and I am Jameson. So I didn't really find myself. I lost myself enough times to really land on the spot that I needed to. And that's sort of the whole human mindset, trial and error. That's how we learn, and there's no way around that. It's just life. We try things, we touch a hot stove, we don't ever touch the hot stove again. <laughs> so when you ask me how I found myself, I'm going to start a little bit later in my life story where I was a freshman in high school, or actually, no, I was a sophomore at this time. And we 
you know, I've been really interested in engineering and innovation and building things. So I had some engineering classes under my belt. And I started with this principles of engineering and design. I had just finished the introductory course, which was a lot of computer-aided drafting and stuff. But I moved on to the actual engineering and design course that my high school had to offer, which was very complex. The math was well above what I was learning in Algebra 2 or whatever. So I sort of found myself in this position where the math was really complex, but I just knew how to do things. There was this competition in which we had to find a machine. You know, we were given a certain amount of pieces. We had to build a machine that clicked a pen with the least amount of energy. And everybody was using these pulley systems and all of these elaborate designs. And I just thought, you know, why don't we just use weight and gravity? I thought of a, a tree falling down. It's just a soft breeze of wind at the right moment will push a tree to the ground. And that tree has an incredible amount of force, even though it didn't take that much force to push it to the ground. So I, I just invented this machine that, you know, you just turn the pulley a little bit and then the the arm sort of fall down and click the pen. So that was sort of the first thing, but I didn't want to have anything to do with my math. So I invented the machine and I told my partner, you can deal with math. And that's sort of where I found myself that I'm not procedural, I'm creative. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And you stand in such conviction. And, you know, one of the things that I found about you, you wrote a great article on LinkedIn, and that's what connected me to you. You know, you took something that, um, that you were working on and you experienced um, a setback with it. And can you take us through just a minute of, like, why you wrote that? You know what I'm referencing, right, on LinkedIn? You wrote a great article. I know exactly article. what you're referencing. Okay, so let's, let's go there for a minute because I want to drive people to that article as well. But um, what, why did you write the article and what was the ultimate outcome for you? Well, this ties into the phrase I told you the other day, how can you expect to win when you don't even know how to lose? Right. And the, the whole essence of this whole you know, trial and error phase is people can take your ideas. It doesn't really matter. It's, and sometimes people just come up with the same ideas. We're all human beings, and sometimes we're programmed exactly the same rather than you know, just kind of, you know, I work with rock, you work with stick. So this company came out with the product that I wanted to do. I mean, my, my original idea was to build something that could run an entire business automatically. So sort of like an artificial doing and could use analytics very, very accurately and find an insurance business. And my dad's company, who was going to implement my system, which was taking a little bit of time because we're talking about complex stuff, decided to go with my competitors. So I lost that opportunity that was, you know, re really easy for me to kind of take on by being too big and too outwardly thinking. And that was another point in my life where I realized that it doesn't matter how many times you lose or how many times you win. It just matters that what you are doing, is, you know, when you create something, that creation is sort of your child in a sense. Just like when, you know, man and woman conceived a child it's your mind is building something new and it's so bright and enlightening to see that thing come into being so I knew that I didn't want to make my creations anything simple I wanted them to be big and impactful and that just kind of led me to the whole concept of it doesn't matter if someone releases my idea tomorrow because I'm going to go back into the office and make a better one
I love it. Oh, my God. And see, and that's the thing that connected me to, I mean, not only a visionary, but your tenacity, and that's how you're well described. And, um, you know, you're just connecting all the dots. And it's like, I mean, millennials are tough. I think what I witness is, you know, more and more you've got to kind of chart your own path, and that's what you're talking about. I mean, you can educate differently today more than ever, and you've got to have a lot more bravery, a lot more courage, probably even a greater vision. And here, those that are listening to this episode right now are hearing that of you. And I love the organic approach, Jameson, in which you've connected to all of that. Um, but just in like, what what makes you tick? Just if you could, you know, define and describe what makes Jameson tick? What gives you the fire in your belly every day to want to get out and do the things that you do every day? Because I want to do what I want. I don't want to be told what to do. I want to do my own thing. And that doesn't you know, that has limitations, of course, but as soon as you start doing your own thing, you start to realize what's good and bad. You know, morally, you can, you know, take religion, classrooms, it doesn't matter, any sort of teachings, but nothing is as powerful as really doing the work yourself. When you sit down at the, for me, I sit down at the computer, I know there is nothing on the table. There is no resources. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's the whole fact that I have to learn everything from scratch. It's that I'm starting with nothing and then there's something being created when I'm done. Start with nothing and then at the end of it you have something. Mm, I'm not like your fire. And you can just tell. Okay, so is there any last thought as we come into the close of our um, episode today that you want to share with our audience as, as we close out? Well, if any millennials actually end up listening to me I want to enforce the whole idea that it doesn't matter if you go to college or you don't go to college. Ultimately, what matters is that you truly follow what you believe in. That's where you'll find true happiness. And that's where you will find the most success. You know, I've watched how many countless, you know, videos, I've read how many countless books about success and, you know, what successful people do. And the thing that successful people do more so than anything else that you will find, it doesn't matter the timing, the capital, what they were born into, the one thing that sets these sex successful people apart is following your own path and doing what you want to do. Right, and I'm with you on that one. I mean, I've charted my own path, and you know that, and that's where our conversation always goes is, yeah, I'm a freedom lawyer, and I love people like you, Jameson, who just have the heart and the passion to, to follow the dream. And, um, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all shoe. I think we just have to organically show up and listen to who we are and how and what impact we have in the world. And when you tap into that, and that's what you've described on this episode today, everything starts to connect. No, you're not going this alone. I mean, you have mentors, you have coaches, like you have a tribe of people that you work with to get you to your goals. Because I know that. I mean, I've, I've witnessed, I've met some of them. And um, so that's, you, you want to talk about a minute about that, about mentors or how you have aligned with others to get to where you want to go? Well, I think this is directly related to you personally is I find you to be one of my most influential mentors. The fact that your life story, you know, people don't all come from like gold. You know, not everything is made from gold. So the whole idea that a lot of my mentors started from nothing and built something out of it just ties into my beliefs as a human being. I love 
you know, creating things. I love having nothing in front of me. And, you know, you just look around you and you have so many resources. The Internet is, like I said, it's full of information. You can, you can Google something and within 20 minutes you can know pretty much the basics or the follow-up questions you need to ask the search engine to learn your next step. I didn't learn the entire C programming language from a, a computer class. I learned it from the Internet because there are so many different web links and so many different resources there that it's almost, it's, it doesn't matter if you go to the library or you buy a textbook. You have 300 billion pages at your disposal. That is a lot, a lot of trees. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, one of the greats. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, Jameson, you know, the people that are listening to this episode, um, I feel very fortunate, Rich, because you will be one of those people. You will be one of the greats. Um, your everything, your whole pedigree, everything about you, Jameson, is aligned to, you know, achieve some very masterful things. And so I can't wait for just a few short years from today. We'll be listening back to this episode and saying, you know what, that's, that's where I was and look where I am today because you've got that within you. And um, by, yeah, it will be by no mistake that people will hear your name and <laughs> understand that, you know what, at one point I either read about Jameson or I listened to a podcast series that he did because you're, you know, you're definitely set off to do some amazing things. So um, as we come into a close to learn more about Jameson, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to connect to Jameson and his different resources. There is a great article out there on LinkedIn that we're going to connect and you can read about on our website. And we just want to thank you, Jameson, for being a part of this today and giving us um, your time to share what it's like to be a millennial and um, the different knowledge that you've um, you shared with the audience today. So thank you for that. Thank you, Marlo. I appreciate you for inviting me to this episode today. Absolutely. So um, we just want to thank you in advance and ask that you share this podcast with others. This is Marlo Higgins, your, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.